welcome back to the wonderful world of spirits. We're now on the letter T. And the next one is Tamatore Himi. Origin is Japan. Tamatore Himi, literally Princess Tamatore, is the Ama Goddess. Ama are traditional Japanese divers. They're usually pearl divers, but these deep sea divers, famed for their amazing breath control, and they also scour the deep for seafood or other treasures. Ama are mostly and exclusively female. There has been a few male, but they're mainly all female. Once upon a time, a Chinese emperor sent a precious jewel as a gift to a Japanese noble. It fell overboard and was lost at sea. This was a tremendous financial loss as well, as a source of humiliation for the emperor. Tamatorimi. Then a mortal pearl diver determined to recover the missing jewel. She dove into the sea and located the gem. However, retrieving it was no easy task. Anything that falls into the sea may be interpreted as tribute for the dragon kings of the sea, or at least that's how it's interpreted. Ryujin, Japanese king of the sea, claimed the gem as his own. When Tamatorihimi accepted to retrieve it, he pursued her. But she was fast and no match for the furious dragon. Just before he caught her, Tamatorihimi recalled the legend. Dragons can only take things from the living. They can remove nothing from a corpse. She plunged her knife into her breast, tucked the precious gem within, and floated to the surface. The jewel was delivered to its proper owner, and the kami, so touched by Tamatorihimi's self-sacrifice, decided to grant her immortality and welcomed her into their ranks. That's the most famous version of a myth, but there are many variations. In some, Tamatorihimi marries a prince and has a child before she sacrifices her life. She's venerated as an ancestral spirit, as well as a goddess. She favours divers, of course. Her offerings should be Japanese seafood dishes, flowers, incense, and tattoos of her image. The next spirit is called Tanit, Lady of Carthage, Queen of the Stars, Face of Baal, She who nourishes, the foster mother, Serpent Lady, Lady of the Moon and Stars, Origin, Carthage, Modern North Africa, centred in Tunisia, Tanit, the Celestial Queen, the goddess of stargazers and astrology, and astrologers even, a goddess of fertility and abundance. Tanit was a supreme spirit of Carthage, the North African Phoenician nation, now most renowned for its hero Hannibal. Tanit's almost 2,000 year reign lasted from the 9th century BCE through to the Roman conquest, only finally eradicated by Islam. Although rumours of surviving vestiges of her worship among Berber mountain tribes, periodically surface. Tanit was an international goddess. Her veneration spread to the Phoenician colonies in what are now Malta, Sardinia and Spain. Septimus Severus, 11th of April, 146, to February, 211 CE. The first Roman emperor born in North Africa introduced the worship of Tanit to Rome. There's debate as to whether Tanit is a Phoenician importation or an indigenous Berber. It's also possible that she's both, though. And Tanit may be um, 
a goddess who has been identified as Astarte by the Phoenicians. Tanit may also be another name for Neith. She favours the astrologers, the stargazers, the Berbers, and those with ties to North Africa. She's a bejeweled, beautiful woman when she manifests, usually wearing long earrings and a necklace that shines very brightly. She's attributed to the full of the crescent moon, ears of wheat and the cornucopia of fruit. The hand-shaped amulet, now called the Hamsa or the Hand of Fatima, was once called the Hand of Tanit. I do have the Hand of Fatima. A time is night, a colour is blue, a planet is the moon, her creatures are doves, snakes, dolphins and fishes. Her plants are wheat, figs and pomegranates. She likes them all. The next spirit is Telus Mater, Earth Mother, Terra Mater. Italy is the origin. Telus Mater, the, the Earth Mother, is the great mother without whom nothing grows and nothing could exist. She is the energy that sparks life. Telus Mater has dominion over fertility and guards and assets, labouring mothers of all species. She was invoked during the ancient marriage ceremonies. Telus Mater has dominion over earthquakes. Earth swan upon her, as earth sees all and knows all. Her favourite people are pregnant women and pregnant animals. She is the earth, but she can also appear in the guise of a lush, beautiful woman. Her spirit allies are Ceres and Vesta. Her date is the 15th of April, that's her annual feast. And her animal is the cow. The next spirit that we're going to move on to is Thanatos from Greece. Thanatos is the ancient lord of death. He may be the son of Nyx alone, or a son with Erebus. Hypnos, lord of sleep, is Thanatos' twin brother. Hypnos and Thanatos live together and are constantly seen as companions. Thanatos has a reputation of being cold-hearted and merciless, but he is associated almost exclusively with a peaceful death. His sister, Zikeres, handled violent death. Thanatos is a psychopomp who escorts dead souls to their new home. Unlike many other psychopomps who are mere escorts, Thanatos actually delivers the coupe de grâce. Thanatos derives from the older pantheon than the Olympians and may originally have ruled a realm of death. In the context of Olympian myth, he is Hades' auxiliary. Thanatos may be invoked by those who seek painless, peaceful death. He is generally manifested as um, walking among many people. He's robed in black and carrying a sword. He's attributed to a sword and inverted torch. His colour is black. His flower is poppies. His creatures are snake and butterfly. And his offerings, he likes poppies, black candles and images of his sacred creatures. The next spirits are the Tominokas. Their origin is United States. They are Cornish miners immigrated to the United States in the 19th century, initially working en masse in Pennsylvania's coal mines, and then following the gold rush, moving further west. Skilled, experienced miners, they were much sought after by mine owners. The indigenous spirits of Cornwall's tin mines, the Nokas, left behind but the cornish men were sensitive and soon gained knowledge of the spirits of those new minds whom they dubbed tominokas if they have other names they're unknown 
Tommyknockers have always been subterranean spirits, and they may be souls of dead miners who now haunt the mines. They're unpredictable. They can help you and be a source of a warning in a mine, but they can cause trouble and death. Tommyknockers are sometimes blamed for fatal accidents that happen in mines. The Tommyknockers' name derives from the characteristic noise they make, whether that noise is benevolent is subject to interpretation. It can indicate many different things. It's how you perceive it. Sometimes offerings are left to the Tommyknockers in hopes that they will lead them to safety or a, or a good place on mining, let's say. Tommyknockers are like little men, about the size of toddlers, but they traditionally dress in miners' clothes. They can appear greenish. They may appear in dreams or visions, but rarely, if ever, physically mines. If you do not enter the mine, you will not encounter a Tommyknocker. The few legends of Tommyknockers leaving mines involve their visiting miners as in old compatriots, you know, people that they worked with. You should offer them food and beverages. Food and beverages, um, they like the good old simple stuff, you know, bread, milk, beer, things like that. Um, in order to sort of maybe try and deal with them safely so that they don't get angered. The next spirit is Triton of Greece. He lives at the bottom of the sea in his mother's golden palace. Triton is a wise spirit. He commands violent storms and has a reputation of being a violent lover towards both women and young men. Triton is considered a very erotic spirit. Hecate is among his many lovers. Triton is a merman with long hair, but he's also a very good shapeshifter, so he can change. He's often accompanied by his father, Poseidon. He's attributed to the corn shell, used as a horn. The next spirit is the Tundera Hungary. Tundera are charming, beautiful and benevolent fairies. Spirits. Their names seem to be related to words meaning appearing and disappearing. Tundera are virtually exclusively female. They are fabulously wealthy, living on remote mountaintops in fabulous castles surrounded by beautiful gardens. Hungarian fairy tales describe Tundia protecting orphans and saving the destitute with gifts of priceless pearls that they wear in their hair. They adore dancing and music. Tundia will dance the night away under the moonlight. They have powerful magical powers and own magical jewels and hers with which they cast spells. Their body fluids, including tears, milk and saliva, have magical properties and are tools of enchantment. Tundir are not just the stuff of fairy tales. Testimony from the Hungarian witch trials indicates that these spirits were once intensely venerated. Individual Tundir are known by name. The most famous is Fairy Helen, Ilona. Others include Maros, Damoramsun and Vinidua. The Milky Way is said to be their path and their dance floor. The forked part of the Milky Way is called the Hungarian Tundarik, for Dulajon, meaning where the tundra turn around. And that brings us to the end of our letter T, and the ones I'm going to do in spirits anyway, because actually we could have done all the Tara, T-A-R-A, we could have done all the Tara, but the Tara come under all the different colours, the red, blue, the green, the yellowing and such, but we might do them at a different time when we're doing other things, I don't know, because there's a lot of tarot in there. Um, but those are the ones that I'm going to bring in the letter T. Thank you so much for listening. 
please hit the like, share if you can, and if you're not yet subscribed, please consider doing so. Many blessings.